Making innovation for those who are visually impaired more affordable. That's our text to nation. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us from a company called Envision, E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N, based in the Netherlands, is Chief Technology Officer Kartik Kunnen. Hi, Kartik. Hi, Fred. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, it's it's uh, pretty cool to be here. Terrific. Well, give us some background to start with about Envision and its mission. Sure. So uh, Envision is a company that builds tools for people with a visual impairment so they can live more independently. And we use artificial intelligence within our products uh, to help visually impaired people read text, recognize faces, recognize objects, uh, even make video calls, you know, uh, and so much more. So um, the Envision uh, Envision as a company makes two products. Uh, one is the Envision glasses. Uh, the glasses, uh, let me just quickly show them to you. So the glasses are based on the Google Glass. So we use the Google Glass hardware and we built our own uh, software entirely from scratch within the glass using just the glass as a shell, as a hardware. Um, that basically, you know, helps visually impaired people to read text. So they can basically wear these glasses uh, and they can look at any visual information that's around them. It could be, for example, a document. They could hold a document in their hand and they can look at it and the glasses will automatically go ahead and take a picture and then speak out the information uh, to them using the onboard uh, speaker or the microphone or even connected to a Bluetooth headphones uh, as well, right? Uh, they, do, they also use the glasses to recognize faces of their friends and family members. So they go ahead and wear the glasses again. Uh, the glasses tell you if there is a friend or a family member that the glasses knows is in front of the you know camera, gives you instructions on how far they are, how many they are, uh, and, and speaks out all their names. It also is used to recognize personal belongings. So you could, you know, visually impaired people could teach it like their favorite coffee mug or, you know, use it to go ahead and recognize other, per, uh, you know, yeah, they can go ahead and use it uh, to recognize other common objects in their surroundings. Um, and lastly, they can also make video calls directly from the glasses over to a friend or a family member. Uh, so if they're stuck at any point in time when the AI is not as much help as it can be, uh, they go ahead and make video calls directly from the from the glasses to a friend or a family member itself. And of course, uh, Envision also has the Envision app, which does a few things that I just you know told you about, like you know for example, being able to read text or being able to recognize objects. But the primary difference between the glasses and the app is is one of user experience, where a visually impaired person just doesn't have to hold their phone in their hands or, and a cane or a guide dog in the other hand and, and point it around, uh, they can now basically wear the glasses and perform all the visual recognition tasks that Envision is capable of doing completely hands-free without having to ever take out their phone or without having to point their things, you know, and having that kind of a hands-free experience makes a huge difference to, uh, to people. So that's basically the two products that Envision make, Envision make, yeah. Independence. The dictionary defines it as the ability to live your life without being helped or influenced by others. It could also mean the ability to discover a whole new recipe. Chicken and pumpkin soup. Soup ingredients. It could also mean submitting an assignment just before the deadline. It could be sharing a laugh with a colleague near the coffee machine. Looks like Alex from finance. To step out for some fresh air and roam the streets without any worry. 
looks like a body of water running through a grassy field. Or just managing to catch that train during rush hour. 1541, Sprinter, Amsterdam Central, via Mariahof. To be able to sort and read my own letter. Credit card statement, post box 289. To be able to pop quickly into my favorite local store. Mango chutney. It is to know that when I get stuck, I have people to call upon. Hey, yes, and where are you? Hey there, um, there seems to be a roadblock here. Can you help me out? I can help you out. Uh, do you want to use like a roadmap or something? Okay, wait, I'll share my location. All hands meeting. Tulip 3 meeting room. Tulip 3. To be surrounded by great people and be surprised by their love. Looks like a birthday cake with lit candles. To cook my favorite meal that my lovely family can't get enough of. To push my physical limits. To move, to jump, to punch and to feel alive. I wish you the happiest year ahead. To be me. To be Parham Dustar. To be me. To be Jesse Wienholtz. To be me. To be Joy Barry. Introducing Envision Glasses. The new AI-powered smart glasses by Envision. Empowering the blind and visually impaired to be more independent. How did the company's focus on this come to be? Was it a, a personal kind of, of mission at the, at the company? Or tell me about how it happened. Sure. So Envision happened, you know, when it started about five years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, in the very beginning, uh, there was no idea of making or building something like Envision. I've, I've never, I don't have people in my life uh, who are blind or visually impaired and neither do we, you know, neither my co-founder, right? We don't have people in our circle who are blind or visually impaired. So uh, we were pretty much like most people who don't have like, you know, people with disability in their circles. We don't often have, uh, or we never grew up with the awareness uh, of visually impaired people or the kind of experiences they go through. That changed in 2016 when I had a chance, uh, along with my co-founder, to go to a blind school in India. And uh, at the blind school, uh, our primary, you know, reason to be there was to like go ahead and interact with the kids who were, you know, passing out of high school at that time. So uh, there were kids who were just, you know, in their final, you know, year at, at high school, and after that they would go out and, you know, start pursuing their own independent careers. They would study further, so on and so forth, just like regular kids. Um, and you know, I'd, I'd gone to given a talk there about what it is to be like a designer or a developer, right? That's what we were we were there to talk about. Um, and essentially, the talk was all about, you know, talking about like, you know, a designer or a developer or a researcher at the end of the day is someone who solves problems. You know, that's what we do for a living. You know, I wake up in the morning as a developer and solve problems or a researcher and look to solve problems. And, you know, I posed a very simple question to the kids after the talk about, you know, what kind of problems would they like to solve when they grow up or when they leave college, you know, school. And uh, that was basically the opening of the floodgates for us where you know a lot of kids were talking about 
really simple things like being able to read a book independently or being able to go out independently being able to live independently you know and that's when we started to see a pattern of of independence being this major obstacle in their lives and 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 at that point in time i was still in you know doing a lot of work. i was doing a lot of work in the very nascent you know uh, space of artificial intelligence and i could see that a lot of tasks that were previously you know in the domain of humans uh, you know where humans were you know were really were really good at uh, those kind of tasks were were being outdone by artificial intelligence you know slowly but surely right uh, we saw for example back in 2016 uh it was a landmark year for face recognition for example where you know for the first time an ai was able to beat humans in terms of being able to recognize a face right uh it was a landmark year for optical character recognition being able to read text uh from surfaces and um, those kind of advances basically you know were uh, were starting to get better than humans and and that's what we thought we could take uh from the artificial intelligence world and then go ahead uh and apply that to for people with the visual impairment uh and that's how envision as as a as a project started so initially it wasn't supposed to be a company uh it was supposed to be a project uh it was supposed to be like a sabbatical uh from my work and it was supposed to be a master's thesis uh for my co-founder who was studying industrial design here in the netherlands so we started this as a project but eventually uh towards the end of the project we realized that you know in order to be able to bring the mission of envision to more people it is something that we should take full time uh and we should actually go out and do it by ourselves and that's how uh you know envision as a company started and uh, here we are 5 years later yeah very exciting and uh, the google glasses which many of us thought kind of had disappeared apparently have not they're 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 being yeah. used in in companies like yours and you're doing some things now to try to make this all more affordable for people tell me about that yeah sure so um since the very beginning of envision we've always built our products to be progressively more accessible i think what our aim uh was to try and build this technology in a way from the beginning so that eventually far out into the future uh it just gets more and more affordable you know um and let's take the envision app for example when we first started the envision app you know it was just the two of us you know and so when we started this as a company uh we charged people a subscription fee in order to use the app so you get a 14 day free trial and once you finish your 14 day free trial you pay 5 bucks per month in order to continue to use the app uh going forward but even that price was extremely unaffordable for a lot of people uh especially in the developing world and so over the next couple of years um we brought a lot of operational costs associated with the app uh down to a point where we could offer the subscription fee at 2 dollars per month right so that allowed us to go ahead and reach more people while keeping our operational costs low and another 2 years from then uh, that is you know right now around you know like 3 years from then uh, we've been able to uh you know bring down the operational costs in such a way that we can you know still run the company uh, and still do and still continue to improve the product while giving away the app for free um that's because over the past 5 years we've been able to innovate a lot on the kind of ai that we use where a lot of the ai that initially used to be run on high end servers uh you know uh, on the cloud have now been entirely brought on device 
and that allows us to keep the cost really really low or in nil in some cases um and it's also helped us you know that the fact that we now have the glasses as well which uh you know is is a great way for us to like subsidize the cost of the app itself and uh, with the glasses we're also bringing the price of the glasses down by $1000 again uh because of all the software efficiencies that we've been able to achieve over the past 5 years we have now come to a point where we can make this technology more affordable by giving the app away for free and by slashing the prices of the glasses down by $1000 so it used to be $3500 before us dollars but now it's 2500 us dollars and we're also coming out with payment plans um very similar to the ones that are offered by a lot of entities in the us where people would be able to go ahead and purchase these glasses uh in a 12 month or a 24 month payment plan uh if they want to so it's a story of how a little startup like envision basically has over the past few years uh really innovated on the technology side and brought the costs of you know running our software down to a point uh where you know we can pass it on to customers and now the envision app is is extremely affordable for people who are for example not able to buy the envision glasses to begin with, right so that is how envision as a company is becoming more accessible more affordable uh for people with visual impairment and the app would work by holding your phone up and this is android or ios to yeah. to whatever it is you're trying to interpret whether it's text a person an object yeah. and it yeah. will tell you it will speak what what uh, what it is that you're holding the phone up to image exactly so what the envision app does is is precisely what you said you know people so we have different functionalities within the app so a uh, visually impaired person can just hold the phone let's say in front of a piece of text hit a button and then it just you know gets the information and then speaks it out to them uh if they're looking to scan a document uh we help visually impaired people also scan documents independently you know we tell them how to move their phone around so they can go ahead and get a proper picture and once the document is fully in frame we capture the image and then you know go ahead and uh, uh process it within the app um so that's what the envision app does um and it is something that like you said right now it's completely affordable it's there on both these platforms uh, and we're going to be bringing it out onto more platforms in the future as well with uh, bringing it on the web bringing it on the desktop uh just try to ensure that envision is there in as many places as possible uh you know where visually impaired people interact with technology tell us your thoughts uh, about uh, the future and what the technology may hold since you're since you're working in this field i think uh there are three trends that we see happening in this particular field um one is that a lot of ai that we previously had to run online can be run offline because of uh the kind of leaps we are seeing in processor technology uh you know over the last 5 to 6 years right even from the time we started envision uh back in 2016-17 right the capabilities of smartphones in, you know being able to run very complex ai entirely on device has kind of gone up exponentially and we see that same trend uh you know happening with uh you know in the future as well right so we definitely see uh ai being able to run offline more easily than before the second trend that is very exciting and and this this trend is really important because for a lot of people with a visual impairment uh being able to do some stuff like being able to connect to wifi or being able to connect to hotspot that still remains a cumbersome process and 
in countries, for example, like India or Bangladesh, you know, uh, having access to a decent Wi-Fi network uh, is also becoming more and more, you know, like it, it, it is difficult. While it is become it while it is getting better each day, it's still not as good as say, for example, what we have here in the West, right? So I think um, that's one big leap that we're seeing. Second big leap is that we're also seeing AI becoming more personal. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, it's going to be easier to personalize AI on the fly uh, than what it was before. So earlier, when I had to build, say, a custom model or a custom AI that's able to recognize, uh, let's say, my coffee mug, right? I would have to feed it tens of thousands of images uh, from all possible angles uh, for it to be able to understand that, okay, this is my coffee mug. But what we are seeing right now is that we're seeing advances in AI that's allowing us to personalize AI, you know, with just very little data, you know, with little to no data, it's becoming more and more possible to personalize AI. And that trend, again, for someone with a visual impairment, that's, that's massive because again, um, if the AI is able to quickly understand, say how a person writes, uh, or, or is able to read, you know, the hand the handwriting of like friends or family members, or is able to recognize more and more, uh, you know, personal belongings in their environment without them having to take a lot of pic a lot of images, uh, which tends to be a big problem that will again, make a huge difference in this particular field. And I think that's what we're seeing as well. And the last, which I strongly believe, uh, and I think is also happening a lot is we're going to definitely see smart classes becoming more prevalent. Um, and that again, will be a huge boon for people with a visual impairment, because if you're a sighted person, you often have very good hand eye coordination, right? You, when you look at something, you can go ahead and point at that exactly uh, with your smartphone. If you want to take a picture of a person, if you want to take a picture of an object, you know where to point your smartphone at, you know exactly how to take a picture of something uh, because you have hand eye coordination and because you're sighted. If you're someone with a visual impairment, uh, having or using computer, uh, using computers or computing hands-free is extremely important because yes, they have, they usually have like a cane or a guide dog in one hand. And, you know, if they also have their other hand looking at stuff or pointing at stuff, uh, with a smartphone, that's an extremely cumbersome experience. So when we see what we have done with the Envision glasses, when we could see that, you know, even in the early days when the glasses weren't this mature, uh, we could still see people were really excited about using them simply because it allowed them to do at least some things entirely hands-free versus them having to use their ha you know, smartphones for being able to do everything, right? So we definitely see, you know, smartphones becoming more mainstream. We hope smartphones will, sorry, smart classes will become uh, more mainstream in the future. So those are some of the things, uh, those, are, those are some of the trends that we see uh, in this space. What are you hearing from some of your users? I think it's, um, it's, it's incredibly overwhelming. That's one of the things, uh, you know, one of the reasons why we tend to, you know, why I've been sticking with Envision for so long is the fact that we hear so many user stories from so many different people across the world, right? Um, it could be something like, you know, using the Envision app to pass an exam. Uh, that's something that we hear a lot of students actually talk to us about in the recent past, right? Where 
you know uh, after especially after covid a lot of the uh, a lot of work has come entirely online but that doesn't mean that you know uh, the textbooks or doesn't mean the books that they read have become accessible so a lot of people are now able to use the envision app to study for exams to pass exams and it's especially heartening you know when we hear about people in india for example using the app uh, to study for exams and become like the first graduate in their families to be able to land a job right so those are the moments uh, that really really work for us in fact in the envision uh, come in within the envision uh, you know uh, team we have like a slack channel called happy users uh, where we constantly post stories of people who be here uh, uh, you know using the envision app and and benefiting in some way or the other and uh, an internal aim of mine is to ensure that you know people eventually end up muting the channel because they have so many posts of happy users uh, from across the world right so that's that's the metric that i'm working towards uh, and everyone in the team is working towards the same as well uh, but yeah there's so many so many stories and that's what makes you know working at envision extremely rewarding well congratulations on, on the innovations and on what you're doing the website is let's envision e n v i s i o n dot com. Kartik Kanan, thank you so much for taking the time with us. Thank you so much for having me on, Fred. Now this, it takes a lot of listening to build a better radio, and that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California. Have made a habit of listening to their customers, and that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC Skywave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.